You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us, and we just, we love it. We love hanging out with you on Thursday afternoons is when this uh, comes live. And if you're kind of looking at me saying, hey, that does not look like Pastor Michael, you are absolutely right. Uh, Joining me today, I have Pastor Robin. So, Robin, we are glad to have you here. Thanks for uh, joining us on the Lyman Baptist Temple podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm a newbie, so you're going to have to walk me through this whole oh, process. We'll make I, sure. I, I don't know anything of what I'm doing. so <laughs> We'll make sure you know exactly uh, what to do along the way. Good. So instead of conversations with Ben and Michael, it is conversations with Ben and Robin. And every week we wrestle with uh, the message from the past Sunday, try to put handles on it, make it maybe a little bit more practical, add some stuff to it. And everything that we talk about, Robin, reminds everybody of our mission, which is go serve and love, because we want people to better do that right where they are in their communities, wherever they live. And Robin, I don't know if you know this, but literally every week we have people that download this podcast and watch this podcast from not just Lima, Ohio, not just Ohio, but... but the United States and around the world. So. I've heard. I've heard. It's listened to and watched far and wide. It is. So, Robin, let's introduce you a little bit. Let's uh, let them know what you do here, maybe a little bit about your family and that sort of thing. Okay. Well, as Ben said, my name is Robin Zaruba. Uh, I'm the worship pastor here at Lima Baptist Temple. Have been for uh, about two years now. In yep. fact, coming up on Easter, Easter. That was your very first Sunday. It was. Yeah, Nothing two- like Throwing your right yeah, in. yeah. Throw me into the into the maelstrom there, uh, and just uh, got my feet wet right away. And uh, I surprised years ago. Time out, real quick. Okay, you go. Can't use too big of words because some of them might be over my head. Mail. If I if I <laughs> send somebody to the dictionary, I feel like my work is done. First to the Bible, then to the dictionary. So funny story about Robin <laughs> when he first started. Uh, we uh, we were joking around as about his vocabulary and how I needed to enhance my vocabulary with big words, then randomly I started getting this word of the day in my email. He says he did not <laughs> it, sign me up for that. It was not me, But Benjamin. I'm not sure I believe that. But continue no. on. People want to know about you. Uh, so I've been in uh, full-time ministry as a worship pastor uh, for 26 years now, okay. wow. I believe. I've uh, been married to my wife, Danielle, for uh, be 32 years uh, this September. We have three adult kids, uh, and I have a grandson as well, Finn. A lot of you know Finn. I, I write a lot about him on Facebook and uh, his words of wisdom to me. Uh, Some pretty funny and, stuff. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's just a dear heart and just a, uh, a great... Uh, picture to me of just an, an, an innocence uh, that I'd kind of forgotten about. Yeah. So uh, when, when he came into our lives, uh, it's just wonderful to, to hear him reflect on Jesus and, and to be a part of our, our worship services and to see him worship. Uh, 
but been uh, been a worship pastor and uh, didn't start that until I was about 30 years old. Uh, and it was the last thing I wanted to do. I, I never hmm. wanted to be in full-time ministry. I thought that was so square <laughs> to do that. It was just the worst thing. And, and Danielle, uh, we had been married for about five years, and, and she said, well, just do this. Uh, we were about to have our first child, Alexandra. And uh, she said, well, do this for a year. And then, you know, if you don't like it, then we'll, we'll try something else. Uh, 25 and, years later, here yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> and so we did it, and I could not believe it. It was just totally a God thing hmm. that he had orchestrated. And I, I could not believe how much uh, it agreed with me, you yeah. know, everything about it. Uh, and, and so I've just, you know, obviously nothing is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's definitely had its ups and downs. Uh, but I, I can't imagine doing anything else and can't imagine being anywhere else except in God's will at Lima Baptist Temple at this time. So just yeah. thrilled to be here and uh, just love doing what yeah. I do. Lima's an awesome place to live. It so. is so wonderful. Well, and I, I know I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but, you know, similar to you, you know, if God would have told me when I first moved to Lima that, hey, you're going to be in ministry at Lima Baptist Temple, I would have been like, peace out, Lima, I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, don't you? I, I really <laughs> believe that God uh, keeps things a bit secret from us, yep. lest we mess them up. That's what I always tell people. He, yep. he kept a lot of things hidden from me because I would have messed it up. Yep. You know, he knows better. Amen. He, he does. He us. does. He guides us along like the shepherd that he is, which brings oh. us to uh, kind of our topic for today. So... Uh, Robin, over the last four weeks, Pastor Al has been taking us through uh, the seven different I am statements in uh, the book of John. Mm-hmm. And most recently, uh, the last two weeks have kind of been that shepherd sheep theme. Last or two weeks ago was the door of the sheep, which was kind of a unique one. And then this past Sunday was I am the good shepherd. So was there anything that really resonated from you from that message or... Kind of any big takeaways before we dive into well, I, today? I, I did love uh, the illustration that Pastor Al used, and, and that was the... About the, Shrek? The, yes. yes. No, not Shrek. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, God, I may be misspeaking. I don't think uh, are. There's a couple of illustrations. Well, there was the one about the the, uh, the wolf trying to get at the sheep. Mm, yep. Uh, and then the, the shepherd saving the sheep from the wolf... Uh, but both of them being mauled quite a bit, and the, and the shepherd being uh, attacked so badly that he ended up dying. But they said when when they found him the next morning, he and the sheep, yep. that he was was on top of the sheep to protect it, uh, keep it safe, keep it warm. But that all of his blood, you know, the sheep was covered in the blood of the shepherd. Uh, and it would just, you know, obviously what a striking picture, you hmm. know, of an actual shepherd uh, showing what, what it's like for for the good shepherd to have yeah. done the same thing for us, you know, sort yeah. of writ large. Uh, the other thing I think about in, uh, is I've, I've told a, a lot of people over the years about, about this idea of being... Uh, a pastor about being a shepherd that it's so uh, 
so funneled and, and so partitioned that we, we see, you know, pastors in church, hmm. uh, preachers, and it's so segmented that this is one part, you know, of, of society, of, of our lives. And, you know, regular Joe Blow would say, well, that's not me, so I don't have any of those responsibilities. But I tell, especially men, and, and this is the part yep. that I don't want to leave out for <clears throat> women or children, uh, but, but especially as I speak to men about, you know, you, you may not be a pastor, uh, you know, of a church, but you are the pastor, you are the shepherd of your family, and mm-hmm. the shepherd lays down yep. his life for the sheep, and that's <clears throat> how... Uh, fathers, husbands have to be for their families, uh, taking care of them. And, and I, I think that, uh, that shepherds of old would have said that that was a thankless yeah. job. Uh, the yep. sheep don't say thank you. Uh, and a lot of times for, for men uh, in their families, it, it's a thankless job as well. You, you have all the responsibility. Hmm. God has given men the responsibility uh, to shepherd, to pastor their families, uh, but often it's it's a thankless job, yeah. except that you you have a, a yeah. family to protect. Uh, and so I, I never want you know men to feel left out. You know yeah. that that yes, you know you may not be you know a leader in any other area of your life, but you are the leader of that family. Uh, and and that's from scripture. That's yeah. that's the way. That's the really Bible good, and I, it up. and that goes so good with kind of the question that I want us to spend you know time answering, which is how can we better you know act like a shepherd and emulate Jesus? Because uh, whether you're a husband, a wife, a child, single person, you know we're called mm-hmm. to you know live like Jesus lived, and you know he's compared to the shepherd. Uh, but before I dive into that, I think my favorite illustration from Sunday. Which, by the way, the one you talked about, that gave me goosebumps as Pastor I was, mm-hmm. you know, just sharing that because it was powerful. But I really liked how he talked, to, shared that story about uh, Shrek. The I sheep. knew you were going to get Shrek in here. Yeah, not <laughs> not the not the movie that we all think is funny, but Shrek the sheep, who had been, you know, off in the wilderness in this cave for years and years and years, and you know he had built up all this fur. I'm using the wrong term. Wool. Wool. That's what I was looking for. See, the uh, dictionary is our friend. <laughs> it is our friend. But he had all this wool. And if we do not have, submit to the shepherd, Jesus, guiding our lives, you know, we're going to build up with this weight, the burdens of life, whether it's anxiety, yeah. frustrations, different things that we go through. We need that shepherd to guide us and take care of us. And if that's us, we're like, no, I want all this wool. I want it. I don't want you touching me. You yep. know, and Jesus is like Gandalf, yep. right? He's like, I'm trying to help you. You know, let me shave some yeah. of that off so so you're not carrying all this burden. Yeah, around. it's kind of this false sense of security. You know, we think we can do things on our own and we want to control things, but ultimately we can't. So, but let's address the question of today, and we'll talk about it for the last few minutes here. But how can we better act like a shepherd and emulate Jesus in our daily life? And I realize we could talk about, <laughs> you know, that's a very broad right. Uh, right question but kind of keeping to the theme of you know shepherds you know you mentioned it earlier you know shepherds are being a shepherd is kind of a thankless job one of the things i was trying to figure out before this podcast is you know how many shepherds are there today i don't know if you know that answer but 
I couldn't find a you know clear cut one. You know, most of the shepherds now they actually don't even like being called shepherds. They prefer like rancher or farmer, oh, okay. just because the word shepherd has such a lowly connotation to it. You know, it was that thankless, you know, low level job that you know nobody you know wanted to do you know whatsoever. Um, but I think it's probably more common over in probably Europe and in those areas. But I think the first thing that we can do to better, you know, emulate Jesus and act like a shepherd in our role as, you know, leaders, parents, fathers, you know, whatever, um, is to be humble. Yeah. Um, I love that passage in Matthew uh, where Jesus is talking to the crowd and he's, you know, talking about the Pharisees and just how, you know, they try to do all these things and have these things that point to, you know, themselves and they're kind of showy. But then at the end of that section... In Matthew 23, it says, Jesus says, The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves uh, will be exalted. Mm-hmm. I don't, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Jesus said, Take, take up my yoke upon you, for yeah. I am meek and lowly in heart. Mm-hmm. I'm gentle. You know, I'm exactly the opposite, as you said in yeah. that scripture. I'm the opposite of what you think. I should be, and by by him saying, "Take my yoke upon you," he's not only saying, "Follow me." He's saying, mm. "You do yep. this as well. You be this kind of person." And I don't think that we can be that type of person by just trying really hard. I think that's what differentiates yep. <clears throat> Christianity uh, from from every other religion. Uh, is that we can pray uh, and ask God to help us. Uh, we, we, we don't just try hard. It, it, if the Bible is just a how-to manual, and it is that, yeah. it is a how-to manual, and, and a great deal of good can be done by just following the Bible. But apart from uh, God himself uh, in the flesh through Jesus Christ and, and the Holy Spirit, Apart from that, we can do nothing. That, that's another thing that mm. Jesus made very Amen. clear. Yep. Without me, you can do nothing. Uh, so to, to, to have these as goals, you know, to be humble, uh, to be gentle and, and meek, uh, which is, you know, to, to put others before yourself, not in a, uh, a, a way that, that you're a doormat, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes a very strong person, I think, to put others before themselves yeah. while at the same time being a very strong yeah. person. What, was there a person stronger uh, than Jesus? No. You know, yeah. he, he, he is the ultimate male. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, he's the <laughs> ultimate person. Yeah. Uh, and yet he, he was the servant of all. Yeah. Uh, so, That's so good. being a shepherd, I, yeah. I, I think, is all those. But I guess my point is, you, you, you can't just say I'm going to emulate yeah. that. I'm just going to have this same kind of behavior. It's saying, God, help me. Yeah. You know, make me into who you would have me be. Help me yeah. to be this shepherd that that you've asked of me. Yeah, I didn't have this in <clears throat> kind of our outline here. But what are some practical things? that people can do to better be humble. What would you say? I'll start. Okay, I, was already, I, I was already thinking. I, of I this. have one, but <laughs> you know, I, 
I think a humble person, and I don't know if this is more in a work setting or even kind of maybe your spouse, but I've noticed the times where my ego is getting the best of me and I'm not being humble is, you know, my wife the other day, you know, she came to me and wanted to give me some suggestions on, you know, how to do something and, you know, feedback, you know, kind of advice. Mm -hmm. And I think the person receiving that, how they receive that and how they act after that is really telling if they truly are a humble person or humble in that instance, you know, my natural, you know, reaction when somebody comes to me is just like, no, I'm great. I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I got this. I don't need anybody. Good. But I think how we, you know, receive that from people, whether it's a suggestion on something or a piece of advice, I think that goes a long way to tell you kind of the heart of the, what yeah, the yeah. To, to be open to uh, correction. Yep. That's really difficult uh, to, to, remember that none of us has arrived, mm. uh, you know, yep. that we're all in process. Uh, I think about that in, in conversations, you know, like I've tried to learn over the years and I'm still, I guess in this, in this <laughs> grand scheme of things, I'm probably still terrible about it. But, but num two things, one, not having to have an answer for everything. Yep. You know, oh, that's a lot, huge. A lot of what's in the Bible that people might ask about, you know, I'll say, let's struggle with this together because I don't know. Yep. You know, I know Jesus wins, you know, but I don't have to be able to say, oh, well, let me tell you, you know, about this. And, and also going along with that is, uh, uh, always thinking about what you want to say while you're listening to the next the hmm. person like you're doing that right now yeah. you're like i don't hear what you're saying cuz i know what i'm going to say you know and these are just yeah. I, I like these because they're practical yep you know and and they deal with the the, the very core of yep. who we are which is i'm at the center of my life you know that's yep. that's a practical reality like i don't yep. go through life thinking about let me see what everybody else wants and needs. <laughs> Usually, we say in, yep. in life that that person is a is a uh, yep. an enabler. You know, somebody yep. who's dysfunctional. You know, you, you have to take care of yourself. Yada yada. And we and so we do practically walk around at the center of our lives. You yep. know, uh, so the tension is we want to make sure that Jesus is is, is directing all that. Yep. You know. And then when he says, okay, let's bring this person into your life. Let's help this person. Uh, let's deny yourself, you know, that's worship, denying yourself and doing yeah. uh, what Christ would have you do. That's good. Well, that kind of leads us to our next one, and we've mentioned it a little bit already, but, you know, number one, you know, shepherds, you know, are humble. But we see, you know, throughout Scripture, Jesus, you know, the good shepherd, just his focus on others and even if we just look at the occupation of a shepherd, just their focus on their herd, their sheep, how they know each sheep um, that's, you know, in their, in their fold, in their mm -hmm. flock, and how they, you know, look, look after them. And I think that's just really a great example for us is, you know, are we focusing on other people? And not just the other people that are really easy to focus on, you know, right? The ones that have the same 
you know, likes that we do and that are fun to hang out with, but maybe the more difficult people, the challenging people, um, you know, is there somebody in our life who is really struggling right now uh, where we need to, you know, reach out to them and, you know, pull them up, lift them up, encourage them. Um, and I think the shepherd really does, I know the good shepherd does, Jesus, but shepherds find joy in helping other people. Right. Yeah, and I, uh, golly, I'm such a person of routine, yep. you know, and, you know, I have every day mapped out, you know, on my calendar, I have my list of things And to I do. interrupted you today to do this podcast with I me. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so when God throws someone in my path, don't think that I don't get upset with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I'm like, there's this random thing that's happening that I don't like, yeah. and so I'm going to just dismiss it or blah, blah, blah. But so many times, those those are holy appointments. You know, if somebody needs to talk or, or something happens that otherwise makes you go out of your routine or your comfort. And I try to recognize those things because so often, you know, if I, if, if I need to talk with someone, you know, uh, and, and they need counsel or advice, it's... You know, it's always, mm. it's it's almost always difficult to, to go into that. Yeah. Uh, but then when you come out the other mm-hmm. side, you know, it's almost always one of those situations where you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Not just yep. because I feel like that person was helped, you know, by Jesus through me. Uh, but I've been encouraged. Yep. I've been changed. No matter what it is, no matter if the the yep. person is suicidal or if they just need advice, you know, on on raising kids or something like that. It could be any number of things, but if God is in the middle of it, you know, we're both going to go away encouraged. Yep. Uh and and God, you know, he redeems the time and he gives back 30, 60, 100 fold, yeah. you know, that you think that you're expending this time. Mm. Uh, it reminds me of, of one time, one time, that's a weird <laughs> way to say that. We, we, uh, we were going into foster care. Uh, so years ago, our, our kids were younger. I don't younger. know if I knew this. Well, I've told you, so. <laughs> Clearly I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about what you were going to say next. Uh, so, and we did foster and, yep. and we explained this to, it was a huge undertaking we thought. And so we were letting our family and some extended family know, uh, and some of them were perplexed, hmm. you know, and it was generally more of the ones that weren't Christians, yeah. uh, because the way they saw the, the, love economy if you will was that you have this finite amount of love and you have these three kids if you're giving this love to another child or children that's less you're giving to those children and my i never thought that we i guess we wouldn't have done it if we had thought that but my my other uh feeling was it's exactly the opposite you know the more that's why I said, you know, Jesus yep. redeems the time and gives 30, 60, 100 fold. The more we poured love into this child that we were fostering, the the more love we got, you know, in return. Not that we were looking for this child to return love to us, but it was it was something that needed to be done 
it was certainly good for the child yeah. and uh, it was good for our souls and it was good for our children. I mean, they still, as yeah. adults now, just a life-changing experience for them. And it's, it's not a zero-sum game. You know, mm -hmm. the more we love, the more uh, love we get in return. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a great, just a, great a law of, the, of, of yeah. God's Word. Yeah. You know. Yep, and we see that, you know, all throughout Scripture with, you know, our good shepherd, Jesus. But a shepherd focuses, you know, on other people. Um, and the last thing uh, is shepherds don't complain. So I was reading this article about, um, this would have been back, I think it was 2014, 2013, somewhere in this time frame, where there was this shepherdess who, it was a female shepherd who, she lived in the city, gave up her city life, and wanted to move and be you know, a shepherd. She gave up all this, and to this day, she still is a shepherd. And has like a thousand sheep over in um, uh, Yorkshire, I think. I'm saying that right. So somewhere over over this over yonder, Britain, <laughs> far Britain, far <laughs> okay. away. Um, again, the dictionary comes comes in handy. Mm. But anyway, she was giving these tips for being a shepherd, and she's like, hey. No matter the circumstances, no matter the elements, no matter because you're oftentimes a shepherd is isolated from you know people for at least a few days, few sure. weeks, depending on the situation. Is the shepherd does not complain about you know their circumstances or why they're there, and I just thought that was a good reminder for us. You know, we could use that advice. You know, don't complain. Right? Can you <laughs> in imagine, life like David? You know, yeah. he complained to the Lord in in. You know, many of the psalms he would he would yep. pour forth his complaint, knowing that that God, uh, you know, was the answer ultimately yep. to whatever he was complaining about, but also that God wouldn't uh, reject him. You yep. know that that he would embrace David's yep. honesty. Having said yep. that, however, <laughs> uh, we we love to complain. I mean, look look at. Uh, you know, go back to Adam. I was going to say Cain and Abel, but go back to Adam, you know, when yep. when, the, when they ate of the fruit, you know, Adam was like, it's the woman you gave me, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is your fault, you yep. know. And I, I love to, to uh, hear people talk about, you know, especially in the Old Testament things that occurred there. And, you know, we would, you know, why did they do it? Why did the Israelites complain so much, hmm. you know, in while they were in the desert, we would, ne I would never do that. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, you, you know, people don't change. Yeah. You know, human nature is human nature. Uh, we have not progressed at all on that front. Uh, and so those people, I would say, you'd probably be the first one to complain <laughs> if yeah. you were an Israelite back then. But <laughs> yeah, it would it, be hard not to. It's it's be hard, hard not to, to uh, not to have that human nature inspired yeah. uh, attitude of complaint. I think when we see if if we have a constant recognition, we live every day with gratitude. Of, of what God has done for us and is doing for us, it makes it much harder to complain. If, if the more thankful and gracious you are, uh, the the less likely 
you're going to be to complain. If you were a shepherd, there's no one to complain to except for the yeah. sheep <laughs> and God. Yeah. So, you know, there's plenty of people. I mean, even, even if you don't have anyone to complain to, complaining inside yourself is one of yeah. the worst things. And, and God hears that. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that he doesn't want you to be honest with him. I think yeah. David makes that clear in his Psalms. It's, you know, what, what's your attitude? I think, yeah. Uh, do you have a gracious attitude? And again, you, you can practice having a better attitude, but really, you have to pray. Yeah. You, know, you have to ask for Well, and I think and if we complain too much, it's just, you know, we it's you know, we get a negative heart, we get the bitterness, and it just yeah. keeps piling on top of each other. And it and we lose perspective of, you know, we've almost created this alternate reality. We forget that God's sovereign, God's taking care mm-hmm. of us, that He provides for us. You know, all these things. Well and complaining is useless. Yep. You know, it does nothing. Yeah. You know, how how does it change your situation? Yep. It it doesn't change anything yep. at all. First Thessalonians. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Which you basically just said that verse without saying that verse, but I was thinking of that as I was thinking about not complaining. But a shepherd is one who is humble. A shepherd is one who uh, looks out for other people and includes other people, is constantly on, that's on their radar, right? They're looking for opportunities to serve people, to love people, uh, just as Jesus does. And a shepherd doesn't complain. And while all, those things all are in tough, the, in the in the, w- with an atmosphere of thanklessness, because yep. there's no one there to thank yep. the shepherd. Yeah, you know, sort of like being the man over your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's you know when who did um, the angels go to when they first uh, announced Jesus's birth? It was the shepherds. Shepherds. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just very powerful but robin i am so gl- we could me and you could probably talk for another Let's hour going. Turn the, but turn i want to be uh, we'll sensitive to those who are listening to us and i'm just glad you got to you joined us today and we'll have to have you back and yeah let's do it again. i'm glad people got to know you who were listening to our podcast i'm sure many do but it was good to hear your story i even learned a little bit even though you said you shared it with me in the past, which you probably did. (laughs) But like many people, I need reminded of things. And thank you for joining us and listening to us. As always, we love to hear from you. So if you have an idea or a topic that you want us to wrestle with on Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, make sure to let us know. You can always go on over to our website, click on, there's different forms you can fill out, but just let us know that you're talking about the podcast and we'll definitely add that to the list. But thanks so much for joining us, and we cannot wait to be with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.